Good afternoon, this is Gary Kavner here on TRSI. I'm here today with my friend and colleague, Michael Duarm. Michael, how are you? I'm very well, Gary. It's, just, it's, it's a beautiful day outside, and there's a bus parked outside my house just sitting there looking at me. It's been there for half an hour, and I don't know why it's there. It's a little bit worrying. Maybe they finally come for you. Have they tissue typed me? I have very rare blood, you know. I might be needed. Don't wake up in a Chinese lab. Chinese? I think it'll be Rathfarnham. You don't know what these pinnagators are capable of. Rathfarnham? Well, Ranala maybe. I don't know. Somewhere south side anyway. I'm sure it'll be somewhere south. Well, I hope the uh, listeners have also been having a good time since last we spoke, and that there is not a bus parked suspiciously outside your house, potentially waiting to harvest your organs. Well, I mean, why would it be there? It's not the bus stop. It's quite empty, except for the driver. Why would it drive? Very good company, Wexford Bus, by the way. Anyway, yes, it's 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 a lovely day in uh, COVID Ireland. We're now, what are we, we're a month into it now, are we? You know, as experiences go, it doesn't get better, does it? It's not that it's becoming more exciting and more interesting and we're getting more short stories written and more of our novel is being finished or we're well into solving the problem of the third act. Personally, I've just been enjoying all of the Gary the checkpoints I've ended up going through recently. It's all been very happy. Has it really? Yeah, they've they've actually been quite nice. And what have you said to them? You said, I'm a journalist and I am about my business. Actually, mostly I've just said I'm going to get milkshakes. (laughs) Milkshakes, not even milk. Do you ever offer them a milkshake? I have, actually. And they say not while they're on duty? No, they seem to be going for it, but then I realise I actually don't want to give a state official a milkshake. If I'm going to bribe someone, I'm going to wait until it's actually useful. Also, I I would feel if I was giving checkpoint guards food so that they wouldn't hassle me, I would legitimately feel like I was in the Soviet Union. (laughs) The place near me does a peanut butter and jelly milkshake. It's an abomination. I'm told it's delicious, but I'm never going to buy it because I don't approve of its existence. That's just wrong. Yeah, that would be leaning in. But anyway, moving from that nonsense to actually... I was going to say important nonsense, but it's... I mean, I struggle to think it's important. Finnefall and Finnegan have signed off on their the policy platform. The seven tests that they will need uh, any third party to agree to in order to engage in a um, government of equals, Michael. Yeah, it's, it, if you're looking at this policy document and you're thinking of it in the terms of a soup, Gary, I'd say it's more a consomme than a thick country vegetable. It's rather... Not a lot of chunk in it, not, it's pretty transparent. And I think it's basically just for show. So what, what do they have? They have seven tests that they've cheated because the last of them is broken down into ten areas. <laughs> yeah. No so one, really there are 17 tests. So no one will notice that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I suppose it, it is a nonsense document, but it's clearly the type of nonsense document that People spent a lot of time working on weeks, possibly. Yeah, it's sad, isn't Although it? Although a child could have written it in about thirty minutes, a child with a book of political cliches, anyway. Yeah, I mean that. But that would if you ever like a whatever the, some kind of a version of a political thesaurus of cliche. But here's here's my personal favorite one. This is a seven point six. Yeah. Or thirteen, depending <laughs> on how you'd like well, to see you know, it. Your, your counting system. Yeah. They uh now this is this comes under the implement of vibrant policy agenda. Vibrant? 
which responds to public needs within the tight constraints likely to prevail. So it is a dynamic and reforming public service which focuses on a balanced scorecard of outputs, not just inputs, on internal organisational reform, on implementation of exacting targets, which devolves responsibility with real accountability, promotes voice and choice for citizen users, and has the appropriate relationship to the political system. Yeah, also, do you like pina coladas and walking in the rain? I've never had a pina colada, but I do like walking in the rain. I haven't had a pina colada, but I imagine I might like them, because I like pineapples, and I think there's pineapples in them. Could we go for a whiskey sour and walking in the rain? Uh, or is that a different song? Is that more of a Tom Waits kind of thing? It's not the drink that's concerning me now, but the, the, I just have a sense you've just invited me to go walking in the rain with you. And I feel like, Gary, I don't know if our relationship is ready for that yet. I'm not really sure if I'm ready for walking in the Well, we could bring umbrellas, but we'll take the... the yeah. You just read out a paragraph, and it's a good, solid paragraph. Of every single aspirational cliche that people give when they talk about governance and service, and have done for the last fifty years, it's all you think. Yeah, that could be could if these people could be embarrassed that they. But then maybe they didn't. Maybe this, there's somebody who's looking at that paragraph with the pride of craftsmanship and says, "You know what? I bet you, in the same manner that of a fellow who's got fifteen gobstoppers into his mouth." He's saying to somebody else, I bet you can't get any more cliches into a paragraph than I did there. Try. It is It is impressive in how utterly devoid of meaning it is. It sounds like it means things, but nothing concrete. No. Nope. Though I, I do say point, uh, 7.7 or point 0.14 recognizes the wi- recognize the wider role enterprise must play in our society in the future to support fairness and opportunity which just makes me think of fascism yeah 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 mm-hmm. yeah. yeah yeah if you want yeah. you want your free enterprise to be freeish enterprise anyway but you want lots of it you want people to be enterprising and to be entrepreneurial under the steadying and guiding hand of the great of the state finnegan are enjoying this though, aren't they this is speaking to their deepest blue shirt in them. They're there. They haven't been elected, but they have power. They don't even have power. They have uncontrolled amounts of power, lumps of power. They can basically come out and say, in to, in the defence of the, the most vulnerable in our society against this awful virus, we're going to be introducing on-the-spot executions of young men under 25 wearing the wrong kinds of tracksuits and having the funny look on their face. And the people be out there, well, figuratively out there, cheering them on. There are oh, the, this this is blue speaking onto blue at the moment. It is a it is a Finnegaler's. I quite I quite like point one. Point one is that nothing distracts from the central central task of protecting our people during the present COVID nineteen crisis, which is obviously a lie because this document exists. <laughs> yeah, I, I defending. I love this. This also, and this is not just politicians, all the press, all the media do. You know, this language of battle, war, fight, combat, This the vocabulary of conflict that people use when they're talking about all diseases, but particularly, certainly in this case. It, you know, it is, again, Mussolini, when he was standing on the balcony there in Porto Venezia, used to call the Italians, you know, he said, now we have reached the moment to defend the sacred borders of Italy against the 
marauding invaders. The the sacred borders of Italy. Now in Ethiopia. Now in... <laughs> yeah. Now visiting the hor- a horde of Africa near you. And then the war ends. You're sort of, weren't, we, weren't our borders in Ethiopia? No, it was just on tour. Yeah. Well, you know, is Trieste counted? I mean, do we go up there? Do we, that bit of France, we're having that bit of Italy back. It's all this back protect the people. Yeah. What, uh, what about this one? Uh, point four, putting sustainability at the heart of our fiscal policy, our enterprise policy, our innovation policy, and our environment policy. Because sustainability is a good word. It means good things. Yeah. What is sustainable innovation, though? Not being sarcastic and not being smart-alecky. There are those who question if that's possible. I genuinely couldn't tell you what that means. And I don't think the man who wrote the sentence could tell you what that means. I was chatting to one of the uh, Fine Gael TDs yesterday about this. His, his, I believe his response could basically be summed up as, what a pile of wank. That's charming language from a member of the Hunter. He wanted to mind himself, or he could find a bus parked outside his house one of these days. No one is as indispensable. No, but, I mean, this is this is clearly nonsense. But it's not even popular nonsense within Fine Gael. Yeah, but Gary, what do you want? Listen, it has been decided many moons ago that the great Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael would come into would come into government together. Now, this has been decided within Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael by individuals within those parties. They will have to succeed in selling this to their wider uh, party, both parliamentary and for it to go ahead. But it, this document is just, it's something you have to produce. Also, it looks like the Social Democrats are going to come on board. Now, how many Social Democrats have we? Six or so? We have six. Now, we're going to need that. So they're Depends not... on if you're looking right at them or out of the corner of your eye. <laughs> yeah. They have that cloak of inv- invisibility sometimes they use. Stephen Donnelly shimmers, doesn't he? She, he shimmers. Ooh. He used to. Now he just sort of glows. Like something out of a doctor. They're going to... They need the Social Democrats, it looks like. They'll get them instead of Labour. Uh, although you know, can you you know? I can't believe it's not real labour. It's it's a, it's much the same thing, and they'll get the independents. And the independents, of course, will, they're the only decent people in the door. They have a price. You pay the price. They'll come on board. For fresh, decent, honest politics. But they have to produce some kind of document so the social democrats can say that they agreed to it, and that they can say to people that oh well, the social democrats agreed to it. So we have we have a document. But it's it's all just persiflage and nonsense. The question is, will the bogmen of Kilchama and Schneem and Falcara and Clara in Finefall allow this to come to pass? And I, I I think they will because I think that everything is going to be based on the the fact that we're being chased around the country by this Chinese virus. And I said it there, Jerry. I said it Chinese. Chinese virus. I'm not afraid. Well, I am afraid, but, you know, anyway. Not of not of racially designated viral agents. No, I'm willing to say the West African virus, West African, is it West African? No, West, West Nile? Mediterranean? Mid- Ebola is also named after something. It's a river, the river. Ebola is a river. Um, MERS is Middle Eastern something syndrome. 
So This really seems like something you should have checked before you started talking about. I just thought, I, or I used to know all these things, Gary. I, I never know that things I don't know anymore until I start talking about them. Then I realize, oh, I don't know that anymore. Like you know, when I was seven, I knew the capital of every city, in every the capital city of every country in the world. Sometimes I don't anymore. It's age, Gary. It'll happen to you too. <clears throat> anyway, the point is, this is going to happen. The only thing that's going to stop it happening is the, the membership. And I suspect that with the crisis, the emergency, whatever, that that's going to be the selling line that we have to do this for the sake of the country. Here's the here's the point I'm curious about. Fianna Fáil, I know why Fianna Fáil want this, which is to say I know why Michal Martin wants yes. this. Because a lot of the Fianna Fáilers I've talked to, not terribly fond of this idea. Very unfond. Mm, exceptionally so, some would say. Stepmother-like. But why does Fine Gael want this? Yeah, 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 I get that. I get that's yeah, that's almost a worse, that's almost a hard, that's a much harder one because do you remember when what happened happened back in the, in the, in the great Sinn Féin victory day? Mm, 1802. 1802. It was a great, I got a very strong sense of Leo and summers around that they were perfectly happy to sail off into the sunset and be the opposition. They were really quite happy that that was going to be the most comfortable place to be and that they were going to enjoy themselves and do well. Philip all were going to have trouble. It was They were more than resigned. It wasn't just resignation. It wasn't a sense of terrible defeat, but a sense of, okay, that's the way he's wanted, Grant. We'll, we'll, we'll step off the stage. We'll step off the stage. Even if they want to go into government, why do they want to go into this government? Well, because this is for Fine Gael and actually for Fianna Fáil, kind of a shit show. You'll have, they say they want this to last all five years. So you have five years of Sinn Féin in opposition. And if Martin's idea of a revolving Taoiseach goes ahead, and if it does, that'll be fantastic because the reaction of the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party to it was meant to be incredible. Yeah. Did you hear that that proposal? The revolving bit? Yeah, so what was it? It was uh, Martin put it uh, forward to the Fianna Fáil parliamentary party. Yes. That's a way he could be Taoiseach and thought they would like it. And it was that and also, Leo Leo would be prime minister for two years or Taoiseach. Martin would be Taoiseach for two years. And then Eamon Ryan would be Taoiseach yeah. for a year. <laughs> and thought that, that, would, and that he would resign as party leader yeah. uh, after his time as Taoiseach. Yes. Thinking that the rest of Fianna Fáil would yeah. go... Yeah, yeah. Well, that's a great deal. But Fianna Fáil TDs, being a little bit more cynical, Michael, went, so you get everything you want and then you fuck off and we have to deal with the aftermath. But I liked the fact that part of the thing that he thought sweetened the deal was the fact that he got to be Taoiseach first. Mm. That he went in first and that was going to really sweeten the deal with the boys. The boys are going, like, we give a fuck me all if you're Taoiseach. No. This is very much all about you, Mial, and very little about us. I also the the idea that they're going to he was going to whatever about making Tish being Leo for Tishuk, making Eamon Ryan Tishuk for a year. That was <laughs> that was never gonna fly. Oh God help us. Can you imagine? Well I, I do I can see Martin going to Finafal TDs and going but if I don't get in, then Finnafal can never say that all of its leaders have been Taoiseach. And them going, 
literally no one but you cares about that <laughs> because you would be that leader. You would be forever remembered as that leader. But yeah, I, I see why Martin wants this. Martin is just going to try and whip Fianna Fáil into this. Fianna Fáil already is turning on itself, red and tooth and claw, trying to get this thing through or keep Martin there for a while. Yeah. But Fine Gael, Fine Gael are now more, far more popular than they were before the election. They have nearly dictatorial control of the country. Yeah. Their unelected ministers are refusing to go before the doll. So why would they then go, God, you know, it'd be great, going in with Fianna Fáil. But the wonder, did you see, I don't know if, it was, if this was a across-the-board reaction, but the reaction of one minister uh, in private when asked to justify, uh, not asked, challenged, but conversationally inquired about, you know why they wouldn't go into the door? Oh well, you know, you know, we're not really ministers anymore. We we lost uh, the election. I mean, some of these people lost their seats. It wouldn't be right. <laughs> it was out of respect for democracy, Gary, that they would. We have go removed into the your door. ability to question us because we respect you so highly <laughs> that our presence would debase you. Yeah, it wouldn't. Now, it would... please allow us our unquestioning power. Yeah, <laughs> what's unreasonable about that? You know, you'd really have to be picky, picky. Now, to yeah, if you don't like it, you can replace us. Now, that would be monstrously unpopular with the public, but you know, you could do it. You could do it, and then, although, how, Gary, would you do it precisely? <laughs> In the absence- well, you'd all you'd all need to align and no confidence vote the government during uh, the COVID nineteen crisis. Yeah. You have to have emotions of confidence in each individual. and Or you could get the president. I'm sure the president could do something. I'm actually, I don't even know if they can no confidence motion any of these people without forming the government first. I don't know how they could do it. They'd have to be able to control the doll time sufficiently to be able to get it done. I, I, I don't know. You'd want to get somebody who's been either a... a a doll t- a manager a doll manager or else maybe a young on to talk about it because I think it would be it sounds comp- it sounds difficult anyway I don't understand what Fine Gael gains from this I understand what they lose from it and I understand how dangerous it is to them but I don't understand what they gain well you see it depends you're looking at it from a certain perspective obviously the nasty cynical horrid perspective the political perspective whereas you know Leo's looking at it different. He's pure and high and idealistic and he's looking from the point of view of service and the point of view of Fine Gael. Seriously for a second. Just for a second. We're assuming a certain kind of outcome for Fine Gael here or that there's a real risk. There is, and I'm sure they're looking at it and thinking there is a serious risk. But these are people, Gary, who do not lack confidence in themselves, their ideas such as they are, or their capacities. For them, they, this may be the opportunity, in their view, to deal a death blow to Fianna Fáil and ultimately create that final moment that the people on the left in Ireland have been writing about for the last 50 years, the moment where finally Fianna Fáil and Fine Gael have to recognise that all of this pushing and shoving was because they actually really loved each other and they look into each other's eyes and Fianna Fáil basically disappears up Fine Gael's arse. And they become one party. I think that they think that that's a realistic option. That this is the opportunity, basically, to to do Fianna Fáil in. I think if Fianna Fáil had had it, well, I don't know about Mihal Martin. I Mihal 
was dead against it, so maybe Michal should have been taken out. I think a Fianna Fáil Sinn Féin coalition was the way to go, in the hope that Fianna Fáil would do to Sinn Féin what they have historically done to other small parties. But we are where we are. I, I think that Fine Gael don't see this as necessary. They don't see this as a catastrophic situation. They think they can do this. They can do it very well. Yeah, or alternatively, this could simply be due to Fine Gael's deep-seated tendency any time something really important comes up, to try and get someone else in with them so that they can't be blamed. Yeah, they have a terror of being found to be completely responsible. Like, remember 2011? And that secret delight that they had, that they needed labour? Oh, it wasn't that secret. We were... I know people were contacted... Labour were going through this whole thing. They having Their vote had collapsed. And they were desperately trying to find some mechanism, some way. And eventually, around seven days towards that, they started to bang the drum very hard on the good, on the Krog Park agreements. And basically, all Finnegan had to do was respond very vigorously uh, that the agreements, as which was actually their policy, agreement would be respected. No, wouldn't do it. Finance spokesman wouldn't do it. it Social wouldn't do it. Leader wouldn't. Nobody would do it. And a large, important man with European connections afterwards said, "No, no, we we're delighted Labour in. We need the fucking mudguard, which is the poetic, his own poetic way of uh, expressing this protection." So they, Finnefall are not like that. Finnefall just they 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 like being in the room by themselves. They enjoy their own company, you know. They don't have a problem with solitude. I mean, the Finnefallers are usually good fun as well. So you can see why they'd enjoy their own company. <laughs> That's not fair on poor old Finnegators. But yeah, Finnegators have this thing. They this, oh, we need somebody with this. We need somebody else. But I don't I don't think it's that anymore. I don't. I think, they, I think Leo and many of those around, they certainly... I, Leo does not strike me as a man lacking in self-belief. No, as I mean, did you see those videos of apartment and it turns out he has a leopard skin sofa? No, really? That's not the furniture of a man who lacks self-belief. That is not the furniture of a man who should be letting people into his house. That I was also shocked that he didn't carefully edit that photo to remove that. <laughs> did anyway, you not see that? No, I did not. I'm glad I didn't. I can, I can still... I think I can still imagine that he's just another version of Lamas. You can imagine Sean Lamas and the leopard skin photo, the, le- the leopard skin sofa. I would love to see a photo of Sean Lamas lounging on a leopard skin <laughs> sofa. Yeah, I can. I can. Yeah, I, w. T. Crossgrave might have had sofa covered with maybe made out of foxes. He was. He was a, he was a big. He did like a hunt. He used to hunt with the south. Whoever the house, South Dublin hunters, I don't Dunleary or the South Dublin Harriers, I think. But uh, there you go. Anyway, it is what it is, Gary. I mean, yes, but why is it what it is? Well, I I have given you my opinion. I I, I but I've been hearing that Finnegale was fairly divided on this, and that it was mostly Coveney pushing for this sort of thing. So I don't know. This just. This just feels odd, and I'm curious if they want this to get by the third parties, 
or if this is just continuing to um, go through the motions. I had thought up to this point it was mostly just going through the motions, but this is a lot of effort for just going through the motions. Yeah, but if you're going to go through the motions, you have to make the effort. You have to look like you're making the effort. It has to. Yeah, you you can't half arse this because the question is how long are they going to spend on the formation of a government? Now the reality is, oh, do you do you have the sense that there's any desperate desire out there for the formation of government that people this is something that concerns or worries people at all? I mean, I I I can feel I can feel in the people particularly the people around Leinster House, a deep and gnawing desire to have Michal Martin sit as Taoiseach. But other than that, no, I think that's the only reason we'd need a government quickly. The Belgians went, I don't know how long, the guts of two years? Certainly yeah, year, but year no one noticed that because when the Belgian government sits, it's basically like when the Belgian government doesn't exist. And this is different to us, how? Well, I mean, <laughs> yeah. we have we have high-performing and high-achieving politicians like... Michal Martin. Guy Verhofstadt. Yeah, I mean, Michal Martin has been, what, leader of Finnegan, or leader of Finnegan, <laughs> or a minister for two decades? Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least yeah. a decade. And in that, he has achieved so many things, Michael. Like the smoking ban. Like the smoking ban, yes. It's, and it's, uh, creating uh, the HSE. And creating the HSE, which was obviously... That's the tomb he'll be buried in. That is the tomb he will be buried in. Uh, he doesn't mention that one anymore. And I always like him to see Michal Martin talking about his achievements because he literally just goes smoking ban and then he stops talking. And no one goes, 20 years smoking ban? Nothing else? Gary, it's more than most. Yes, but most people were not ministers and No, no, I'd say it's more parties. than most ministers. It's, in, it's more than a lot of Thishik. Oh, there is there is one thing I did find particularly amusing about the document. And when I saw it, I was like, well, you fucked up there. Yeah. And it's that they have, they have 1.5, addresses key pressure points for the cost of living. That could be read to include housing, but doesn't explicitly mention housing. Mm-hmm. And so they put together this policy document that everyone must agree on and didn't mention housing. Yeah, it's... Which... Immediately got jumped on by Sinn Féin, saying it's terrible that they would not even mention housing. In a word, which if you took the if you took the old uh, Chinese COVID virus out of it, the number one concern that people have is housing. It seems bizarre that they should not. Although there was a statement that uh, Finnegan in the future, in this new dispensation, would be intervening strongly in the housing market. There was, so they made these these announcements and then didn't bother to put it into the bloody position paper. Also, interesting thing, they say they will implement Slauncher Care, but implement a re-evaluated Slauncher Care, which sounds like they're not going to implement Slauncher Care because Slauncher Care is nonsense. Well, it's a, it is a lot of nonsense, Gary. It's a very big lot of nonsense. Very Uncosted big, nonsense. Utterly uncosted, which would... Oh, you know... What was it they said? We'll set up a committee to cost these parts of it while these other parts are being implemented. Like so, you you'll figure out how much it costs when you're doing it. Then you know they they, they always say that there's ne- nobody ever succeeded in stopping a riot with a fact, and it is a, admirable. Is it admirable the way that one fact that has been buried? deep in the consciousness, certainly of the British people, and I wonder if it's been buried in the 
the Irish consciousness is uh, the issue about funding and health. Uh, I, I was, there's a Twitter debate going on, and one individual of a certain reputation said, "Well, of course, on the fact is that the, the NHS has been chronically underfunded and politically attacked for mm. years, and the HSE is it? I think the HSE has had." At a time when spending on everything, on not much else was going up, HSC spending has gone up by 25% in the last four years. NHS spending, even under Thatcher, Thatcher never would touch the NHS. She regarded it as, in the way that the Americans won't touch social, uh, social security. And that's a person who thought a poll tax was a good idea. A good idea. So good she tried it on the, on the Scots first. She wouldn't touch it. They've never touched it. The Tories, the first thing the Tories do in almost every administration is spend more than the Labour Party did on increases. And it still sucks. The numbers, the amount of money we we spend more money than who? Uh, everybody except the Danes. America. Well, yeah, in the OECD, the Americans spend twice as much as the highest next. We, we're up, we're the top end of spending. The UK spends plenty of money on it, and produces a dreadful health service. Uh, but, thank God, Slauncha is modelled effectively on the UK model, Gary. So, in, as bad as the HSE is, they have found the model in Europe which is worse. Yeah, I mean, the NHS is deeply beloved and produces the worst results for people of most healthcare systems I can think of. Yep, which is lovely. And expensive. I mean, expensive and terrible. But beloved. But beloved. And it's important that your health service be beloved. The French system, for example, has better outcomes, is more is more efficient, has fewer waiting lists, and costs less. But you wouldn't, why would you want that? And I'm not saying the French system is going to go to. There are dozens of systems out there. You could even have completely socialised free medicine in the country. I'm not saying you should, but you could. And you could still spend less than what we're spending now and have a better outcome. Anyway, before we go, Gary, can I think we do? We should do a public service announcement. Which you know, this is. If if anybody out there is planning on uh, this week or the weekend, if you if you're busy the week of going out and burning down any five G masts in order to mitigate the effect of the virus, could you first of all make sure that you're not actually burning down four G telecommunications masts of your local hospital? Because I think that that's probably a less less than helpful approach at this time of difficulty. I don't know how you feel about that, Gary. I mean, I think that's reasonable. And stop leaving gloves all over the place, people. Yeah, what is it with the... Why can't you bring the gloves home? And put them in a bag and put them in the bin. Why are you throw? There was a time if you went to an Irish seaside resort in summer, the one thing that you'd find in the tide this morning... We use prophylactics in the same way we seem to have gloves now being tossed aside, gay abandon. It's very strange. But are you going to are you are you coming down and burning down masts as well, Gary? Or are you suspicious about the five G connection? Uh, on the list of things I care about, it's not there. Five G. Five G. Don't don't care. The only curiosity I have about five G is why would why is it a Who's making all the money out of it that is going to drive that is driving the global conspiracy, which is in 
about imposing 5G on the population, along with fluoride and bromide in the water. To me, it seems to me it's just like another fairly low-grade, low-grade upgrade. There you go. The canola oil people? The canola oil people. Mm. Ah. Where you least suspect it. Yeah. They're in your homes. They're in your homes. Ah, yeah. And, of course, they're under pressure these days with all the rapeseed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, they've been under pressure since the end of World War Two when the American military stopped needing uh, so much oil for their machinery. That's why That's why they created canola oil. Which is corn oil, isn't it, in, in this country? I mean, I only know what they tell me, Michael. <laughs> that's all any of us know, Gary, what they tell us. I think all it actually means is Canadian oil low acid. Yeah, low oil. Low- Oleic acid, which as it turns out is not a good thing. You want actually high oleic acid, or is that the other way? Or no, not in virgin olive oil. Oh, let's leave it. But yes, the the canola oil people were largely military contractors. All I know about oil. (laughs) And well, that you can frack for it. I ended up accidentally finding out about it while searching for military connections to oil, which I had thought were petroleum, but no, in the (laughs) end I ended up just reading... A confusing thing about Canadian oil production. That's the fantastic thing about the the weird synchronicities that occur when you go onto the internet. It took me a shocking amount of time to realise I wasn't reading about some petroleum derivative. (laughs) They were talking about machine lubricants and battleships in World War II, and I was like, you can eat it, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. How hungry would you have to be? Really? Yeah, that's he was talking about this industrial council and, you know, after the fall of the war, they you know, had to figure out how to keep the market going because they'd been small until the war and they'd grown massively. And then it was like, and then the golden bullet, an edible strain. And I'm like, what? The hell? <laughs> and on that happy note, I'd say uh, we'll be back on Friday. Friday? Anyway, we should be back then whatever then is. Until then, stay safe, stay indoors. Uh, open a window, though. Go to hell. Have some fresh air. And we wish you a good week, and it's goodbye from me. All the best.